Hello, I'm Tavi Stutz, and this is Inspiration is Everywhere. In the previous chapter with Matthew Kilgore, we got to connect in a beautiful tangent about baking that ended up serving us some life lessons. In our next segment, Matthew focuses on appreciation and how important it is for all of us to feel seen and acknowledged in our lives. And we end with a decon takeaway of inspiration in two minutes or less. So, so to get us back on, on track a little bit, your yeah. dreams have put you on stage in front of audiences. They've taken you traveling around the globe and you've also been put behind the scenes where you utilize your skills of designing and building and constructing costumes and clothes. And what I'm interested in is this insider's perspective you have into so many areas of the entertainment industry. And you've presented work in so many ways that so many people can only dream of. So is there a favorite experience or possibly two <laughs> from all of these that you will share with us? Yeah, I mean, we, we talked about making my Broadway debut, obviously that right. as a performer, that's like the pinnacle. So I'm not gonna rehash that, but that that's one of them. But- So that's um, still up there. That's still up there. But since I've transitioned in my career from performing to kind of behind the scenes working in wardrobe and costumes, I have two costume related achievements that completely dazzled me. A few years ago, I got, uh, I got invited to design the entire show for uh, Broadway Backwards, uh, for Broadway Cares, Equity Fights AIDS. Of what Broadway Backwards is, it's a, it's a benefit concert, but the gimmick, because you got to have a gimmick, right? Um, the gimmick is that the men in the show sing and perform traditionally songs sung by women in the musical theater repertoire. And uh, the women in the show um, sing traditional men's songs. That's that's kind of the gist of the evening. So um, but it's Yeah, so backward, <laughs> right? Um, and- I only auditioned it, with female songs, just to be clear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, women get great songs written for them. And uh, so it's it's kind of nice to have an evening where that's that's celebrated and encouraged. And they raise money for Broadway Cares, which is even better. But um, I was I was asked to design all of the costumes for that wow. uh, for that concert, and it's huge. It is. Yeah. Um, the cast is the size of probably bigger than a Broadway musical. Oh, for sure. Because there's and, every number. Yeah, yeah, there's every number. It's um, some are solos, some are duets, but there are a lot of group numbers, and um, so it was a challenge. I was teaching full-time at the time, teaching dance. So it was a lot of work. And when you work for Broadway Cares, it's volunteer work. Um, so there was no paycheck involved, but um, it, was, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done, but it was one of the most fulfilling things. I, um, I got to fit Cheetah Rivera in a tuxedo. That, that's, that's pretty up there with um, amazing things that have dazzled I've me beyond my wildest dreams. Yeah. I met um, her backstage at Studio 54. She's the <laughs> she's most awesome. wonderful human being. Yes. And I just remember sitting in the audience watching the show after after all the months of meetings and 
design and borrowing costumes from the costume collection, calling on friends to come stitch on rhinestones and like just make this happen. Wait, you um, stitched on the rhinestones? We stitched on a lot of rhinestones, yes. Versus like gluing Most them of on. the time we glue them on or yes, but there was a there was an Egyptian number that um <laughs> that had um lots of sew on rhinestones and they were borrowed costumes. So we at the end of it we had to return them back to what they looked like. So we used um a lot of sequin paillettes and a tag gun to like, mm. you know what you put shopping tags on with yeah. like we tag gunned all of these <laughs> costumes and it they turned out beautifully but sitting in the audience after all of that work and there was one number it was diamonds are a girl's best friend it opened one of the acts and the curtain went up on these showgirls that were covered in mirror tile costumes and like the lights hit them and it looked like a disco ball in the entire theater, in a Broadway theater. And the audience burst into applause at the lights hitting my costumes. And- Did you start taking a bow, really? <laughs> no, I didn't, but I, I, I just sat there and I was like, wow, that's what that feels like to be on the other side of performing and seeing your work on stage and um, an audience not knowing who designed the costumes, but they're clapping for the work that I did. And that was, that was a very profound moment that was like, okay, this is what this feels like. And I really like that. Um, where I'd been on stage for most of my career, like hearing the applause as a performer, like you finish a number and you're like, button. <sighs> and they just start <laughs> clapping, you know? Um, but, but it was like sitting out in the audience and seeing the work and hearing the applause. It was like, oh, you can, you can achieve recognition for that as well and of course you know that but I really experienced that in that moment so yeah will you tell us a little bit more because you said this is what that feels like and I want to know a little bit more about what is that feeling that you're talking about I think that feeling is um when you're a performer that's uh the applause is what lets you know that people are on the ride with you are enjoying what you're putting out as a performer like it's that energy return which is so great about live theater it's that interaction with the audience and I think as I was making the transition off of the stage I think that was the thing that I was really going to miss I wasn't going to miss the grind of auditions I wasn't going to miss sitting in rehearsals all day um, I wasn't going to miss once you're in a show sitting through an understudy rehearsal every Thursday afternoon. But I was really gonna miss that, that energy exchange from putting all of your energy out um, in that moment and then feeling that return of energy from the audience. And that's not gonna happen anymore as, as I'm working backstage. And that's not true. That isn't true. And I really felt it in that moment. You know, I've dressed at Frozen, I've dressed at Hamilton on Broadway, and everyone backstage is so integral to what's happening on stage. And even though the dressers, the spotlight operators, the, the props people, the stagehands, we're all working toward that common good. 
And at the end of the night, when the audience is cheering, they're not just cheering for the cast that's on stage. They're cheering for everyone in that, that put that show on. And it takes all of the musicians, everyone backstage, you know, to make that show happen. Because you take the music away, there's no Hamilton. You take, it's all aspects of that. And I really had to kind of reframe my mind and get out of that performer mode that it's like, no one's going to appreciate me anymore if I'm not performing. You know, your actors really appreciate you when you're there to put their coat on them as a dresser, or you're, you make that 30 second quick change in 26 seconds. So they have time to grab a sip of water. Like they, it's just a different level of appreciation that happens. That was one moment where I really, I really kind of reframed my, my thinking as I was starting this transition off the stage. I was smiling just now because it was such a beautiful moment to have you sharing. And then I hear the sounds of New York City in the background. Oh, just honking. You're like, oh, just so perfect. <laughs> just, just honking, yes. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. Did you have another story you want to share? Oh. Uh, I can set up the next yeah. question. You kind of set me up for it already. Um, well, the other one is just, um, it happened this year. I mean, in my job at the Drew Barrymore show, it fell on me to make her Halloween costume this year. And um, my, my boss, her stylist, um, and I had kind of like had our brainstorms about what we'd love her to be. And we were like, oh, she'd make such a good Glinda from The Wizard of Oz. And somehow that got passed around uh, to the people that make the decisions. And everyone was like, yeah, 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 Glinda is great. But then we had to get it cleared through legal like the legal department they had to go to whoever owns the rights to the movie and figure out if it was even allowed for us to make that costume for me to make that costume and long story short it did get approved and then i was like okay now i have to make a, a glinda costume and that the glinda costume is about the size of a bus um <laughs> and and so i worked so long on this costume and it was, uh, it was just one of those moments. It turned out beautifully. She, Drew was so happy with the costume. She looked incredible in it. It was just one of those moments that I was, that I really thought back to my childhood. I grew up, Drew and I are two years apart in age. And so the first movie I saw in the movie theater was E.T. And so like Drew Barrymore has always been that presence, that star that's, been in my life throughout the course of my life. Like she was a kid when I was a kid and we're both adults now. And now I'm working on her show and I made her Halloween costume and just seeing her walk out on set that day and, and everyone erupting with such joy at seeing Drew as Glinda the Good Witch. It, it was definitely a moment that had you told me when I was four years old, 10 years old, 35 years old that that I'd be working in this capacity, I would have never ever believed that because this, this new path has taken me to places that I never, ever, ever dreamed that I would have ended up. Now moving into our decon takeaway in two minutes or less. There is so much driving this section with Matthew that focuses on appreciation and how important it is for us to feel seen 
to feel that our work has meaning and that people acknowledge it. I can't stress enough how important that is to a positive human experience. So pointing it out, yes. But the real takeaway here as I see it is to put that into practice every day, everywhere that you go. And an aspect of this that can translate into our regular everyday lives is to be present and notice things. Notice the people around you and what they are doing and take a moment to acknowledge how that affects you. Like the joy of seeing a beautiful light moment in a Broadway show, we can notice the simple act of someone holding the door for us or a server that brings us our meal or the doctor who gives us a prescription to help an earache. Taking that pause to realize how that moment has impacted us and then don't just think it, express your appreciation. And with that, let's wrap things up. In our last chapter, Matthew shares advice on how to advocate for yourself. To get more involved with Deconstruction Arts, visit our website, www.deconstructionarts.org, to get more info on upcoming events. Through our website, you can become a DECOM member and join us every week for an amazing meditation and movement class. All are welcome to participate in this one-hour Zoom-based sound bath and invigorating movement practice. Also, if you were moved or found value in today's podcast, please visit our website to make a tax-deductible donation to support the continuation of this always ad-free podcast and other projects. And remember that inspiration truly is everywhere. At some point today, take a moment, calm your mind, take a conscious deep breath, look around, and be inspired.